Do we have a... Welcome to <laughs> a billion bad ideas. I like the energy. Not the attitude, though. <laughs> well, it's just that it's Ben's episode. <laughs> well, welcome to a billion bad ideas. I think tonight we may be adding some more bad ideas to a billion bad ideas. So, billion and one bad ideas. So it's a billion and one tonight. I want to tell you guys, I um, a couple weeks ago was spring break. I took my daughter to the amusement park, to the Six Flags here. I sat in line for an hour just to drop her off. Um, it's the what? busiest I've ever seen it. But while I was waiting in line to drop her off, like right outside the park, the park was on my right. And the other side, there was this big pond. There was a rusting iron fence that was maybe, it maybe ran 20 feet. It didn't encircle the pond. And it had a sign on it that said danger zone, (laughs) which is awesome. Beyond this fence with danger zone on it, there was this placid pond with ducks on it. And uh, my thinking was, how dangerous can it really be if there are ducks? So if the fence that you built to keep people out is 20 feet long. Right. And does not encircle the pond. Not even close. The sign was doing most of the work, I think, is what they were hoping. <laughs> was there a question mark on the sign? Like, there is a question. Oh, yeah, maybe it's dangerous. Uh, anyway, so again, my thought was nice pond, small fence, danger zone. There's ducks. How dangerous can it be if there are ducks? So my question for both of you all tonight is what is in that pond? <laughs> okay. Okay. I like this. The ducks are obviously a cover, right? Either two options. The ducks are either lethal ducks that are that are masquerading as normal ducks, or more likely, I think, uh, the ducks are are a cover for something really, really terrible underneath the water. Luna, what I, do you think? I think possibly the ducks are a lure to get people oh. or creatures. So when you see ducks on a pond, you think I'm gonna go in there. I- I saw ducks in the swimming pool in my development and I went there. Why would I not go to a pond that has a, a sign and an open fence? Of course, I'm going to go there. I feel like there's a lot to unpack in that statement. You yes, there have, is. There were, <laughs> there were ducks in your pool? We have we have a, a few golf courses surrounding the area where I live because oh it's a God, retirement so rich. area. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Um, and there are ducks that migrate and then and swans, actually, geese that come and use the water um, features during the cold winter months. Yeah. And so because there's a pool nearby when they're going back and forth, wherever they're going, they'll just take to the pool. And um, once we walked by and there were like seven babies and, and a couple and they just kind of had taken over the pool. Nobody's swimming. It's cold, right? Even though it's Arizona, it's too cold. Okay, to so swim. you so. started off with a lie. So the ducks did not lure you into the pool. You saw no. them in the pool. No, you the made it sound like, didn't go oh, like, ducks, let me join hey. them. Yeah, hey, right. Like, oh, no. ducks are in a pool. I should go in there. No, yeah. I mean, they're a lore like, oh, a child who likes ducks, <laughs> who's 50 years old. <laughs> He's going to go toward the ducks. Like it's a it's a trap. Oh, so like it's, right up to the edge of the duck pool, the duck pond. Yeah, I didn't jump in them. I didn't jump. I so wouldn't you, jump you'd in be the water. Within, clarification. You'd be within right. tentacle distance or something if it was tentacle, something. Or if there was see. a trap exactly. door okay. like right sense. in front of the ducks, I, I would just fall in because I would be watching the ducks and walking toward the ducks. Yes. Okay. That makes more much more sense. Okay. I see. I can see where you'd be confused <laughs> by what I said. I see that. Um, and if you like want to feed ducks, right? And now that, you know, right. maple is getting old enough where I think it's not too much longer before she's going to want to like feed ducks with bread. That could right. be a huge lure to the edge of the pond. Again, not I mean, into the pond, but wasn't it the clown like in all different kinds of shapes? So maybe it, the clown I is don't the, think he was a duck. A duck. No, <laughs> not a duck. Oh, he was. I think if he was more people today would be afraid of ducks. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Instead of red balloons, they just don't like those red balloons. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but okay, but yeah, you could lure, I see that you could lure people to the, to the, to the banks of the, of the pond. Right. And then yes, tentacle distance. I think, um, if that's the scenario and they are lures, I agree with Ben. Like I think tentacle is number one. Tentacles. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there's definitely something in the pond. How big was the pond? Like, um, I don't know. 
Oh, well, it was bigger than a duck, um, obviously. <laughs> it was bigger than several ducks. No, it was a, it was a good sized pond. It wasn't. Um, it was maybe like about a pool call it a city block. Like no, a... call it a city block. It was a good sized oh. pond. Oh, and oh there was gosh, a okay. there was a bit of a culvert. Kind of, it looked like it was. Uh, I mean, you could. I don't want to go down the real reasons for why it was there. It was probably, it may have been part of the park system. I don't know. There's a few no, water rides in there. it's part of some sort of sinister plot to steal that's, Well, that's what I figured. Or yeah. souls. That's, yeah. It was on so private it, property, right? This was part of Six Flags or was it, this? It's part of Six Flags. Yeah, it was on the part premises. Part of Six Flags. Yeah. Oh, maybe this is how they make their nuggets. They like lure people in. They have a <laughs> tentacle beast that, you know, defleshes people. Yeah, capitalism will get you every time. Absolutely. It, I mean... That's I the say, lore. I, <laughs> I've been, so this is interesting. I've been doing a lot of research on Kings Island because I'm working on a project for them for this summer. Um, and part of their history is when they bought the, the property for Kings Island, when they were building it out, they like stumbled across this old cemetery that they didn't realize was there when they bought the land. Whoops. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so they were like excavating Free bodies. nearby because they were going to build stuff. Yeah. And they're like, oh. We should stop digging because there's a whole cemetery here. So <laughs> the they, curse you know, has begun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, and it's still there. Like uh, they they did the right thing and left it untouched. But like somewhere on the Kings Island property, there is this this graveyard that was not on whatever paperwork they'd signed when they bought this like 50 hold, years ago. Hold hold the phone. It's still a graveyard. It was paved over and just covered. Up or is no, it wasn't paved? I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm, I'm they trying to picture oh, what a graveyard no, is. I think it's there somewhere. It's looks well, like. it's there somewhere on the property, but like it's like they built around it, so it's there, but it's but not is it part like, of it's is there not like, like a green space, it's not or like something a ride. That, no, no, is there like green space that's <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> I, I would think so because like I worked at Six Flags in, in St. Louis for a while, and um, they, they have a, a huge, huge, huge like block of property, and most of it is undeveloped, okay. So I would, I would assume that's the same, but it's a good <laughs> And people question. don't, I mean, obviously like in Disneyland, you know, just climb into the bushes and walk around the trees. Those are sort right. of screening. So it's probably, I, okay. I, okay. I don't know. I assume they're fenced off you. in okay. a very, I don't know, real way, but okay. we should go and check it out. But anyway, I, I so, feel, I feel you know, better than about that. Sometimes these weird kind of otherworldly things show up on, uh, on, on park properties. And this is why yeah. Canada only has one theme park. Why take the risk with this? Right. Exactly. <laughs> they're smart people. Uh, so it sounds like a really big pond. It, it pushes, I think, it, it, it gets close to pushing the limits of what would be considered a pond, really, right? It's almost it may like have been a small now. lake. I don't want to be misleading. It may have actually been a small lake, but I would small say pond. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's pretty- um, let me, so let me ask you this. Were you able to see the bottoms of the ducks, or did the ducks stay in the water? Because- no, I, I can't even, I can't even uh, be sure they had feet. Okay. Yeah. They so were just I'm swimming. glad you this, clarified Luna and kept yeah. going because I yes. was like, what does it mean to see the bottoms? Okay. <laughs> this good, leads good. me to yes, wonder. Five guys, is, three girls. That's I saw the bottoms <laughs> of the ducks. That's I counted it all. So my thought is what if the ducks have I mean, it could very easily be some sort of runoff for um hazardous waste where the ducks only look like ducks on the top and the ducks have human legs or I don't know, maybe human mouths with teeth. So human that would mouths make with teeth children under, afraid. Well, I'm so, hold on. I'm going to stop right there. Human mouths with teeth underneath the water? No, no, you don't see. So human legs that you yeah. can't see under the water, human teeth that unless the ducks like smile or open their mouths, oh, you don't know they're there. Human teeth inside oh. of duck bills. Yeah, you know, none like of them were smiling. So, human yeah. mouths in paintings. But I do and think, I don't, I, can't, I don't, I guess, I don't, I don't know the answer to this question, but I, it seems like, could they hide human teeth in their duck bills it feels like they would the te- teeth are teeth are pretty tall you know yeah. what i'm saying like in duck don't bills, yeah, ducks, ducks, do, ducks don't have lips not a biologist right, so we, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's true or a zoologist for that matter none of the ducks were that's smiling right. so i can't really say if the teeth were human or not but okay that's not to say okay. they were sad they looked like perfectly happy ducks from where i was sitting <laughs> okay. in line we'll we'll make a separate list over here that's just like the far reaches of possibility and we'll say maybe well and if the ducks weren't sad and they weren't didn't seem mistreated i mean that you know could be because they are they are plants for some reason right mm-hmm. they are, mm-hmm. could they could That's be true. in on it yeah so luna in your scenario were they ducks first and then became i i, I like i grew human legs and human i don't mouths. know what the right word yeah well if it was if it was if it was hazardous waste they would have been like 
mutated, right? They would have been altered somehow genetically. Um, maybe there was a keeper, maybe there's a duck keeper who like fell in and their DNA merged and then they came out as like a blended chimeric. Science is really complicated. This is I don't a really know. like Batman style thing and I like it That's a lot. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. He fell in Nevada acid and then became yeah. Jack Nicholson. It could have been any of a number of things in my you know, in my sure, extensive sure, sure. knowledge of how <laughs> hazardous waste works on animals and people. So, and in that scenario, if there is hazardous waste there, I mean, who knows what other things have turned into in the depths of that pond slash small lake. It's, I it's all on the table. We've barely scratched the surface, right? Like, yeah. It could oh be. my gosh. Ben, you've really opened a can of worms. I, I know you thought it was going to be a short one. This is going to be a very, very long No, my follow-up question was about the duck, so we just kind of jumped ahead. That's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh-oh. Okay. Luna, I thought you were going to say, um, when you said talked about not being able to see the bottom of the ducks, I thought you were going to go with um, a mechanical version. Like, are they actually mechanical ducks? Which maybe is more of Whoa. Ben's area. Given, okay. Uh, okay. The stories that, you know, I like ben, that. Right? I like what I'm hearing. Uh, maybe they're machine ducks, right? With like <sighs> mechanical things. And so then they are real decoys. They're, they're man-made. Is it, I mean, okay, if you're going to go in that direction, is it possible that this is sort of like a Willy Wonka test? Like we're going to put up the oh, danger shit, sign good. and we're going to put up the fence, but we're not going to make it too hard or too dangerous looking. So if we have some kids who are willing to wander up to the edge and maybe, maybe fall in or touch the ducks, some special thing happens to them and they like win the park, but nobody ever does it because they're also afraid that the one brave Charlie in the duck hazardous waste factory who actually goes up there ultimately at some point he will own six flags. It's like Excalibur, but with ducks and water. This is a, this is a, that's a, that's a fantastic Pass to go down because it's so Are it's so different than anything this? else. <laughs> We're each going to write our own version of a novel. Yeah, about this I mean pond. that's like a whole other journey, um, like a really positive journey. And what like did you should... think? You were you saw yeah. it, you experienced it. What was your what was your initial imagining of like what could it be? And then the you know the, the second you thought it was what? Well, the, the first thought was what's so dangerous. Right. Um, I did. I, I did pose this question on Facebook as well, where I, sh- I shared the, the duck story and um, I learned a couple of interesting things like there obviously are. There's lakes so polluted that, you know, they don't want uh, people in them. And one of them, there's they actually hire someone to shoot at and intentionally miss ducks so they don't land in the lake because it's a runoff from an old mine and the ducks will mm-hmm. land in the water. No, we'll get there. Oh it's coming. God, this is the most interesting thing. It's yes. So if if they do land in the water, the, the funny oh, point good. someone made was wow, okay. that was okay. the job that Duck Hunt trained me for was to shoot it shoot at ducks, miss. All <laughs> I need is the laughing dog. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but no, if the ducks land in this this lake, um I can't remember which chemical it was, but they'll they'll land in it, they'll swim around just fine, like ducks do. When they take off, when the water dries on them, the chemical that's in this lake reacts and the duck basically burst into flames and that is the saddest thing you've ever heard i don't even know what to say to that that is really bad wow until you say exploding ducks you know that's a whole other threat level to whatever they're trying to hide behind this lake at six flags wow i thought maybe that's where they kept the seventh flag like maybe the other kingdom is is underwater (laughs) if anybody discovers it they'd have to change all the signs (laughs) it's the company's dark secret there was a seventh flag we just don't want to update the literature (laughs) we'd have to refund so many (laughs) t-shirts forget it right so let's think so uh, polluted runoff you know, is was there any sort of obvious like feeder stream to this pond, or was it just kind of a self-contained? <laughs> or did something bubble from the center of it? No, there was. Uh, it, it looked self-contained. There was uh, there was like a culvert at kind of towards one end of it where it was draining into it. So maybe that was feeding something into the park. Um, again, like for in reality, I'm, it may have been a harmless pond that's just particularly dangerous, but. I just thought it was a. Uh, I mean, probably one kid drowned one time thirty years ago, and they're like, "We got to do something. Let's put up a twenty-foot-long fence and say dangers." Let's put a Kenny Loggins-inspired sign up that will keep people out. <laughs> okay, that's where I was going next, Clayton. Didn't you say there was a Top Gun ride? As oh, that's also a Kings Island thing. Yeah, yeah, history because Paramount. Yeah, Paramount, Paramount ride would be Kings a good Island thing. Yeah. and they had a Top Gun. Was there a Top ride Gun ride? 
So maybe this was, <laughs> if you take the highway from Kings Island far enough, <laughs> you actually do end up on the highway to the danger zone, but it's just got ducks. <laughs> they, they may have been something they started and just never committed to. Did you hear Kenny Loggins singing? <laughs> That's where he plays. That's his stage. Uh, in my head, as soon as I saw the sign, of course, Kenny Loggins started singing. It just started playing. Uh, okay, so I think it's worth exploring Luna's idea of a Willy Wonka style because that, to me, is extremely interesting. Um, but I think maybe the the best the best path to take is to to maybe exhaust some of the bad case scenarios and then uh, go down the path of good case. Does that sound? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a caveat here because maybe you guys haven't read. Has anybody ever read the book The True Meaning of Smek Day? Of what? Smek Day. Smek Day. <laughs> Something that I've seen and read that you guys haven't. Finally, that's not. I don't. I is. It, am I pronouncing that correctly? How is that spelled? Smekday. S M E K D A Y. Okay, it's a. It's Smek. A, it's a novel for young young readers. It's great. It's hilarious. It's about aliens come to. There was a movie called Home, an animated movie called Home that was a version of this story, um, but in the it, it went way more. Um, into like detail that we would like in the book. Um, one of the last bastions of hideouts was all of these little kids, kind of like the Lost Boys and Peter Pan, in I forget what they call it, Happy Mouse Land. It was it was Disneyland essentially, but you know the author couldn't use the name. the The whole twist in in that land was that there were rumors that it was always clean when you came to the park, no matter what time you came to the park. And at night when they closed it down, it was so that they could flip the entire park. There was another upside down version of the park underneath it. And so they would just flip the entire thing slowly and clean the last version underneath. And there was always a clean version for the top. Which would be easy because if you turn it upside down, it just all the trash falls out. That's right. So you, they just catch it up and then they kind of sweep it. So the kids were underground in the... As, yeah. And so it was... It was Everybody's heard of the underground city at Disneyland, you know, like all that. So it was the, the take on. I just want to warn us that if anybody was planning on going in that direction of an underground upside down version of Six Flags, it's been done. So maybe we should mark that one off. Um, OK, so <laughs> if we're talking about like negative things, definitely. I mean, tentacles, 100 uh, percent. And I maybe maybe I just love tentacle things. Anomaly Flats is rife with them. But um I was originally thinking. I mean, my first thought was entrance to an evil lair, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Probably of some evil hypnotist that had power over everything except obviously ducks, because he couldn't keep the ducks away to keep the to keep the. Uh, and the ducks are great decoration. They make the it look safe. Like, okay. Oh, they look so good. There's, there's nothing. Pastoral, yeah, there's nothing know, yeah, weird yeah. about this. It's yeah. just ducks on water. It's a so. normal little pond. It's good camouflage. Um, when I thought it was a smaller pond, I would say for sure, like it goes way deep, like center of the earth deep what i thought but mm -hmm. it's a bigger pond I, I you know the 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 depth could still be a thing but i was surprised to learn that it was bigger uh than i expected in in, in circumference i don't know what to do so with what, that information what i think i wish it was a smaller pond <laughs> well if it was a smaller pond maybe it's a maybe it's an optical illusion and it, it maybe maybe the larger pond is hiding a smaller pond which is hiding something okay. else okay now we're talking it's that old story where the closer you get to the pond, the smaller it becomes until it can fit in your hand. Isn't that a Greek myth about there's a dangerous dog? That it's does, like the Sphinx, I think. That sounds very familiar. I think. And it looks huge and terrible, but the closer, that's the trick. The closer you come, the smaller it gets. And then you're like, oh, it's just a little okay. pond. These ducks are tiny. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's possible. You are really stuck on the size of the pond. <laughs> like it's really well. No, I just, just when, when Ben first well, told us, us about why. It, what I had. A, what are you thinking about the size of the pond? <laughs> I had a whole thing. Like to me, it was pretend a small the pond, pond is small. Just go with that theory and, okay. and run. Yeah, the let's pretend it's a smaller small, pond. Uh, <laughs> whether or not it's you know really small or just a mirage small, um, to me then it's extremely deep. Like literally, like center of the earth deep. So in that depth, you can hide anything. Like we. We've all seen the documentaries or read the stories or whatever about how the ocean is the actual last great frontier, right? Because we don't know what lies in the really, really, really deep depths of the ocean because we can't go down that far. Um, that's what I would envision for this. Like this thing goes so deep, like we have no fucking clue what might be down there. 
that to me opens up an entire, I mean, a, it's an entire universe of possibilities because a, we do know like some creatures that exist at those deep levels and they are terrifying. And if you see pictures of them, they're very scary. Mermaids, it could right. be like some version of that. Yeah. Um, or it could be something, you know, it's, uh, it could be a kaiju down there. Who knows? Like they're just like biding their time. Right. It could be Cthulhu down there. It could be a kaiju. It could be anything. It could be a giant, massive something that's just like can I push pause? Ducks. Nope. Can I push pause? <laughs> be, I, nope. What is a kaiju? Okay, yes. This is the second time it's come up today and I don't know what that is. <gasps> oh, the first time was with Jordan, right? With the Paul yes, Bunyan. Which I'm guessing kaiju. is why it's coming to your head because it's top of mind. <laughs> I saw that's good. Yes. It's, I think Paul Bunyan was a kaiju. I like that explanation. Too. Yeah, I agree. It makes a lot of sense. Um, Ben, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong here because maybe you know more about this than I do. Kaiju is, um, it's the idea of kind of a giant, basically a like, giant monster from Japanese lore would be a kaiju. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Godzilla. Mothra. Yeah, Godzilla, all his, yes. all his cast of characters, okay. is, that's kaiju. Okay. Is it also, so there was, what's that movie with um, Pacific Charlie Ray. Hunnam? <laughs> what? Was it uh, Pacific Rim. Yeah. They call them kaiju in that <laughs> they, too. And they were coming from the center. No, they were coming from a, a different dimension, but through like a, a hole in the bottom hole. of the ocean. That's right. So it was like a circuit. Yeah. yeah. But were they uh, robots? Yeah. Those were robots, right? Those were like they mechanical. Were no, they built robots, giant robots to fight them because that is the most oh, okay. sensible yes. way to fight kaiju is with giant robots. See, now robots. I don't need to watch the movie because you guys just explained it to me. Thank you. You don't need to watch the movie. <laughs> uh, no, the Not most promise and the least delivery that I've ever seen in the movie. It was maybe. It was no robot jokes. I'll tell you that. Robot I don't know if you guys ever saw that yeah. one. <laughs> was that the 80s? Was it an 80s movie, 90s movie? Gotta be. It was certainly pre-CGI, okay. and they were all like, it was like uh, Harryhausen did a giant robot movie. It was... Uh, the herky-jerky stop motion. And then image. nobody bothered to really write plot or direct it. <laughs> Got robots, you don't need. Why you bother? Yeah, that and plot. that name. The name is all you need. That's all the writing you need is the name. Yeah. Um, so, but I can see a kaiju being at the bottom of this, of this, if it's a really deep thing, like it's just kind of biting its time or, you know, again, like Cthulhu could be good. Like an elder God like that could be some, you know, maybe this is where Cthulhu is like biding his time until he rises up. Cause that is part of the mythology from, uh, from Lovecraft. Like they're under the ground, right? Yeah. This would be a good portal for, uh, for an elder to rise up when they are ready. In the meantime, it's just ducks. Nothing to see here. Please don't plumb the depths. I would tell you that's interesting because when I first saw it, my focus was really on the, the danger zone and not even necessarily in relation <laughs> to the theme park across the way. But if it is an elder god living down there, it would make perfect sense for him to rise up and all the young souls are right there. They're right there. Because he's going to be hungry, yeah. right? It's I mean, easy thousands pickings. of just eons and eons. Because certainly the elder god was there before the fence. So, um, you know, <laughs> he's going to be hungry. That's probably true. true. Um is it possible that the reason that they built the park over it was to keep the elder god in place because the screams of children are too horrifying oh, for good. this creature mm-hmm, to rise up? So mm-hmm. it um, serves a purpose to have. <laughs> it's it's not an accident that the park was built so close to the danger zone. You know what I'm saying? I like that a lot. Maybe that makes a lot of sense. It is fun. So like the, the delight of children exactly. is its own. Prison. Exactly. And then, you know, when that goes away, okay, he's got no reason not to rise. So we're kind of keeping him in place. Isn't, wasn't so there. If we stop like going that? to six flags over Texas, we're all fucked because Cthulhu will rise. And yeah. Well, it's, it could be an advertising. They should put that in their marketing. <laughs> I think that is, that's a way to sell season passes. I think so too. If there is a seventh flag, I think it's Atlantis. I think that was the one they're that hiding. That would be fun. What if it is? What if it's like a flume ride when you get in and you just slide down to Atlantis? Maybe if you go further on, there is an elder god <laughs> that the Atlanteans were like, no, we stand between him and humanity. And oh, yeah, they're protecting That's us interesting. From- maybe the maybe the entrance to the underworld isn't necessarily through the pond. It's through a secret flume, flume ride within the park itself. Yeah. If you do something specific on the flume ride, you can access that. Very if you do not smile for secret. the camera, <laughs> it goes shooting down. <laughs> You are the, the exact chosen right one. pose with your fingers on the camera. You can go. Who was, who was the lady on Splash Mountain? Was she like this? Mm. 
with her arms folded. And then she became a meme a while back. Maybe she yeah. was trying to get into she the was... Disneyland version. <laughs> We're like, lady, it's in Six Flags. You're totally in the wrong place. She was trying to find Walt Disney Walt underground. No. They're frozen. <laughs> His head. Yeah, for sure. Talk, speaking of, like, you know, if it is tied to the park, they're, they've it, it went through Paramount, too. I think oh, owned yeah. it for a while. Really? I remember. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, and there were, I remember a lot I of Looney uh, so. Tunes used to be a big part of the the kids area. Okay, um, but now it's all Warner Brothers. All sure. the rides are Batman, Riddler, Superman, kind of that. But there is one ride that uh, the Judge Roy Scream. Was, I think the original wooden roller coaster for the park has never changed. They've taken out a lot of rides. They've updated a lot of rides, but the Judge Roy remains. So I'm wondering if that's somehow tied to the the danger zone itself. I mean, it almost seems like it's telling us that it is, right? There's a reason that you I mean, it's a lame it. ride. It really should go. It's not very exciting. <laughs> it's not like people it's, love it's, it. It's a, just an old wooden coaster. No, <laughs> yeah. it's just a classic. Maybe. Okay. But if it's yeah. holding back some ancient evil, that seems like it should stay. The linchpin of this whole thing could be the Judge Roy scream. Really? Yeah. Judge Roy. What? It, why is Makes it called sense. the Judge Roy? Named after a judge Texas named thing. Roy. It's, it's got to be the hanging some, judge. some awful human yeah. person who existed. I'm going to Google this. Judge Roy. Is it someone that Judge Roy sentenced? Maybe. Maybe, Maybe he was yeah. like a monster killer and somehow this wood that was used to make this roller coaster was the original cage for the kaiju. Did I say that right? I'm... You did. That every was time, really good. every time I say it or hear it, now I think of that little bald kid <laughs> in the cartoon that was so terrible for <laughs> twenty years and <laughs> just recently ended. Um, Can I tell you guys about Judge Bean, Judge Roy Bean? Um, Judge Roy was an American saloon keeper and justice of the peace. So, oh, he could marry you and serve drinks at your wedding. <laughs> exactly. It's neat. Uh, in Valverde County, Texas. He called himself, quote, the only law west of the Picos. And according you, to legend... If you Courtney's, rearrange the letters of Picos, you get <laughs> Scope, which is... Socap, which and is that's obviously Latin for... Evil creature duck. under the pond. Oh, God. It's all coming, it's all coming clear. Yeah. It's all making sense now. Uh, according to legend, he held court in his saloon. <laughs> 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 on a desolate stretch of the Chihuahuan Desert of Southwest Texas. After his death, Western films and books cast him as a hanging judge, although he is known to have sentenced only two men to hang. <laughs> that qualifies. Of, I mean, no, I've, wait, I've sentenced wait, wait, wait. none, so I can't be called the hanging no, judge. No, shut up. Only two men to hang, one of whom escaped. <laughs> 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 really a misnomer to call. I don't him think he's bringing that rope back. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, gracious! So there's yeah, a uh, yeah, roller coaster but, uh, after this guy. Okay. Cool. Same. Um, Interesting. Paul Newman played him. In, of course. Of cor- Paul Newman played him. <laughs> yeah, everybody. George Hill directed him. Oh, in, what was uh, the movie? Yeah, I think it was Judge Bean. Oh, Roy Bean. Some, okay. Judge Roy Bean. Put yeah. it on a list of things I have not seen. <laughs> oh, here there's a whole yeah. list on Wikipedia of namesake locations for this guy. So the first one is the wooden roller coaster. Judge Roy Scream at Six Flags Over Texas is named for him. Wait, wait, uh, wait. Sorry. See, Judge Roy Scream, Roy Scream. instead of now Judge I get Roy it. Bean. I, I didn't realize scene, the yeah. bean. Okay, I get it. I like the yeah, word Judge play. Roy yeah. Okay. I may have left Two that out. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that really does tie into to the idea here. Um God, there are so many things named after him. Fairhope Brewing Company in Fairhope, Alabama brews a vanilla coffee stout beer named for him. There's a bar in Alabama named Judge Roy Bean. There's a bar in in California named Judge Roy Beans. There's a Judge Roy Bean Saloon in Rhode Island. This is... Jelly Belly has a Judge Roy Bean flavor. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) It tastes like whiskey and failure because you can only hang one person. A bar just south of Central Park in New York City is named the Judge Roy Bean Public House. Oh, Luna, Roy Bean's House of Justice and Jelly Beans. (laughs) In the comedy adventure video game West of Loathing made by Asymmetric Publications. (laughs) I know where my interests lie. It's always with the candy. Wow, that's funny. Uh, okay, so maybe uh, maybe this is keeping the spirit of uh, Judge Roy Bean hanging away around, right? <laughs> hanging. <laughs> what are you saying? His spirit's in prison there? Is that that the... could be? And it's 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 um, creating the cosmic balance between the evil underground and the <laughs> wah wah evil <laughs> above ground of Judge Roy who. 
couldn't quite cut it as a hanging judge. But he was a hell of a oh, slinger. man. Did he sling drinks? Yeah. He was good. <laughs> so how do we put this all together in? <laughs> well, should we talk about the, the other sense? idea about this, the Willy Wonka style thing? I oh, like yeah, taking sorry, it in a positive way because, yeah, my part. initial thought was definitely sinister, evil, yeah. probably. The ducks made it seem so. But, yeah, I like <laughs> the idea do. of kind of taking it into a positive way. <laughs> oh, Willy Wonka is not positive. <laughs> that is the scariest film <laughs> we ever watched every year. <laughs> now, that the, tunnel scene is The so... Oompa Loompas haunted Ooh, my dreams oh my growing up. The yeah, they were the spinning stuff the, in the, the tunnel, the fact that you can yeah. get sucked up a tube in a chocolate river i had no idea <laughs> you know when you're six you're like i think it was don't taste the chocolate river it was the horrible industrial accidents and the fact that <laughs> no one really seemed to care no. i think that was the just the general indifference to the horrors that were like happening the parent is you know like when the girl blew up into the blueberry the one parent's like how are you gonna get her small again you can juice her and that just made juicer. sense to them <laughs> yeah and they're like oh yeah let's juice her let's roll her to the juicing room i mean what would okay. you do <laughs> Probably juicer. That's fix pretty it. Much a better idea. I'll tell you, you juice there is. <laughs> There's nothing else. <laughs> Until you suggest something, <laughs> we're going with juicing. But I like the idea of like this being a setup for a bunch of trials that some children have to go through in order for one of them to own a, <laughs> a regional Six Flags location. <laughs> Do you think there's a legend? Do you think there's some sort of like one little kid has been told this story that has been handed down through his family. And at some point, it's almost like the Goonies or Stand By Me where like he brings his his buddies to the edge of this pond and there's one who's afraid and there's one who doesn't give a hang and there's one who you know they all have their own different place and they make the discovery by how would they make the discovery how would they so they heard the legend and they come to the edge of the pond in the danger zone at some point yeah, they have to the, transition the, it's a dare it it's always starts a dare. A dare, yeah that's right? good that's good yeah. does the kid who knows the story I get think- dared by his friends or does he dare one of like the brave kid is always the one who's like i don't care and then the monsters you know like no i think it's got to be it's got to be like a story of legend right like something that kids pass around like that's the lake where i like the idea of that i think maybe to to kind of take it into the the creepier realm still is maybe the grounds where the amusement park is whichever one it could be and you make it doesn't have to be six flags in arlington it could be just a amusement park like dating back as far as you know, recorded history goes has always been like a carnival ground, right? So if you, when uh, maybe great grandpa or something was the crazy one in the family and he had these stories of the magical carnival or the the secret something and great grandkids getting picked on. So maybe to defend the family honor, he's going to prove that the legends are true. Grandpa isn't lying. He's telling the truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's still down there. Yeah. He's the kaiju. He's he's the elder god. <laughs> <laughs> he's had quite a time. <laughs> he's so ready to get out of that space. Or he's really ruling the roost, and the kid wants to take him home when he finally finds him. Grandpa's like, "Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm not coming back up there." Have you seen up there? It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> it's nice down here. And Grandpa has been there for a years. I have years. a three-bedroom down here. Do you know what that costs up there? Insane. Eight. Now I'm hearing. I can't afford to move. Now I'm hearing Dwight on the office when he tells Jim his wildest fantasy is that he rules hell. And wait till you hear what my salary is. $80,000 a year. <laughs> Oh, so, okay, so these kids come to the day. These kids are brave enough to go past the danger zone sign and the knot fence that has somehow <laughs> kept everybody fence, else yeah. from, you know, moving past it with I mean, this innocuous look. They gotta be drawn adult. into the pond, right? Like, a, the, a, again, the tentacles are the perfect system. Do they see, they do have they, to be dragged down. Or and, do they know, see something in the surface of the pond that is a tentacle that nobody's I'll, I'll tell you a personal story one time i was swimming in the ocean <laughs> in florida you saw a in a pond. yes no I, saw. I don't like that you have a personal story <laughs> it starts with tentacles no, no, it starts with with water and creepy things um we were swimming in the, we we're 10 years old we we're my sister and i were swimming in the ocean in florida and i got a little too far out from where the people were and i saw a fin 
come up out of the water, a black fin, and go back down into the water. And then I saw a white and gray fin come up next to it. And then I saw them come back around in the other direction. And I walked back as quickly as my little legs, <laughs> my skinny little legs would carry me through water and turned around to look and see if I could see these. I mean, it was sharks. This was 1980. So it was very close to the Jaws era. Um, I didn't see them again. But the next day, my sister was chased out of the water by a barracuda that came this close to snapping her toe. She didn't see it. It was behind her. My parents saw it kind of swimming and we were close to the shore at that point. And so I'm walking. She's kind of, you know, taking her time. We turned around just in time to see this huge thing come and kind of snap her at her heel and then turn around and go back. All of that Jesus. to me says that, yes, something in the water some will summon a child because they do, <laughs> they do not have the sense, the better sense to say what it could be. It just well, looks again, interesting. Like water things are terrifying. Can't it could stress be anything. Enough. Like, it could, it could be anything. There's yes. so much we don't know about it. And the, yes. half the things we do know that exist in the ocean are they're still terrifying. terrifying. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they're sea monsters. There's quite yes. sea monsters. Even when they're little. Well, I, I see maybe, maybe there's, there's a group of kids that got there on bikes Directed by Steven Spielberg, yeah. right? Great theme their by John. Bikes Williams are lying on there. They're going. They they're going there. One of them bikes over. No kicks in. They yeah. throw them on the ground. They take a running leap yeah, off they, the bikes uh, <laughs> as they continue to the yeah, pond. Exactly. The majority of them walk up to the edge of the pond. Uh, one of them saying, "Don't do that. This is a danger zone." The other one says, "There's ducks. How dangerous can it be?" Tentacles come out and grab them all, mm-hmm. right, and then pull them under. But they're not. They are mechanical tentacles. Uh-huh. They're not a real sea monster. And that's how they're brought into the secret And there's world. some sort of secret layer there where they can breathe, right? And it's a old mm-hmm. oxygenated space. And I see a very poor caretaker of the area who says he mm-hmm. wandered past the fence. And they say, the fence was open. And they say, what <laughs> fence? Uh-huh. And he <laughs> says, and you went past the danger zone sign. And they said... Didn't you see the sign? Because yeah, there was no <laughs> we fence. A, we put a sign up. And there were ducks. And the guy said, we've been trying to get rid of the ducks for years. <laughs> we just can't seem to get rid of them. But you're the only ones who came this close to the water. At any rate, the 80s, nev- that form never, that, that Lost Boys, cool. Steven Spielberg feel, it can make a comeback anytime we want. We want to bring, be the ones to bring it back, and this would be like a perfect property. Well, to, I guess also Stranger it. Things is kind of an example it's of that. Totally it's, that. It's oh, that yeah, gives definitely. a lot of Easter eggs. I mean, that really, I mean, that even centers it, you know, in the but time. That was, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but even if you were to do it contemporary, and I can see why you would set things in the past sometimes. I watched something else that was set. Uh, oh, one of the Disney movies, the new Disney movies, is set in the year 2001, I think, or 2000. So it's pre 9-11, which is okay. You don't have to broach that, but it's also before cell phones. So you don't have the little kids being able to find answers or look things up or knowing more than they should know. They're innocent enough to believe, hey, there might be those tentacles in the water might actually you know, be something. So they still have their their innocent sense of wonder. Um, they don't Wikipedia anything, <laughs> anything in this story to say, oh, forget it. Let's just go home because then the story ends. Um I like that. The kids get pulled in by mechanical tentacles to the water and they find out lo yeah, find and out behold. What, who, who is, who created the mechanical tentacles? Who's underneath? Probably a disgruntled ride builder. That's my guess. There you go. He was a designer for the, for the park. He was, he was ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. He was ahead of his time. He wanted to do real steampunk thrilling things. Steampunk Six Flags is what we're seeing underneath. Just a steampunk carnival horror is really in. It really yeah, is. What is what's the what's the what's the point? Why is he what what does he want with these kids? Is it just revenge or the kids came to him and he pulled them in? So well, they came to him to a point, but he made the mechanical tentacles. It said so he he broached the to where I he am. broached the <laughs> the Rubicon. Yeah. Um, Maybe he just eats kids. I mean, it doesn't have to be <laughs> rocket science. <laughs> Maybe he it's a real just simple answer. Eats kids. <laughs> Six okay. more okay. down the hatch. <laughs> ben, let me ask you this: what was, what's um, what is your kind of thought about what the end goal of this exercise should be for for what we're doing here today? 
And what are we trying to demonstrate? You what, know, are we, what are we like? What I wanted to show yeah. was, and what I wanted to talk about, and even just get your guys' thoughts on was, I mean, this was something, it, I mean, it really dawned on me. It was, I was sitting there in traffic. There was like, it's a danger zone. It doesn't look that dangerous. Why are they trying to keep people out, you know? But not really try that hard, right. obviously, too. It wasn't a big fence. So, but, you know, and I've, there's a few places I've been where I've seen things like this that have really kind of sparked ideas. And that idea stuck with me for in the line too, just like how dangerous can it be if there are ducks? Um, I didn't know about the exploding, you know, spontaneous combusting ducks until later. That's horrifying. But it just seemed, like, you know, it was. Um, so it just got me thinking, and it, that's kind of how a lot of my ideas have have started. And I know it's how you know ideas work for a lot of people. So what I wanted to do was just pose the same question to both of you, who you know we we all write kind of funny stuff, but in in very different ways. And, um, I did, I got, you know, I got the supernatural and the weird and, um, you know, the, uh, and Luna, you seem to take things in a very innocent way sometimes too. Like I think my favorite book of yours is still, uh, keepers. I just, I just love that book, the art on it, everything. It just, it is, is so well done. And, uh, even though it's about these two caretakers of a graveyard, (laughs) it's got so much heart and it's just so, there's there's still an innocent whimsy to it, so I thought just between the three of us trying to kind of brainstorm out what the answer to that question could be could lead to some some fun and interesting things. I think it I think it certainly has. I think so. Um, yeah. So that was really it. I think it was definitely. I mean, I, I thought my, my only follow up questions were, are the ducks in on it? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes, obviously, yeah. go on. Yeah. But like, yeah, who's involved? And then I wanted to you know even talk to you. And it was funny too because the other question I had was how much. In even exploring an idea like this, how much research kind of comes of it. And at one point, you know, you even jumped on there and like, who's Judge Roy Bean? And that led us to a whole other avenue of possibilities. And, you know, even just Wikipedia and um, the rabbit hole that is TV tropes and everything (laughs) is just like, um, you know, just feed, feed, feed and come up with answers to stupid questions is kind of how things grow. And I think that's one of the nice things about living in this time uh, is that like information is so easily accessible. If you want to research something, you can find some pretty in-depth information about really anything with a, you know, three minute Google search, um, which, you know, obviously you have to. Well, you don't even need to necessarily go out and do like the, read the biography of Judge Roy Bean. Like, Oh my God, there was a hanging judge. That'd be he owned a saloon. Cool. That's a character. You know what right. I mean? That just becomes yeah, exactly. another jumping off point. So, and this also kind of ties back to something we talked about in this podcast earlier, a few weeks ago about, um, place being such an important inspiration piece, right? Like you were, you know, waiting in an hour long line to drop your daughter off at the six flags. The things that you saw in that place have sparked uh, what we have been talking about for almost an hour now, you know, like, Mm-hmm. So many different kind of storylines you could take. Like it's it, place really is such a powerful motivator and such a powerful piece of inspiration. And think about how many people don't do this. <laughs> how many people <laughs> don't have the eyes to to notice something that might be something more. And that's sort of I mean, that's that's the creative person's lens anyways, that they they always see something more than what's there. But they're always also open to looking at what's there to see if there's something and they just do it. I know I do it. I'm sure you guys do it. Ben, obviously you do it just by nature. You just, your mind just goes to something like that because that's how you're wired. Other people would drive by and say danger zone and just keep going. (laughs) Not even, not even wonder. Yes. So the idea of wonder, Okay, I'm not swimming today. Wonder and curiosity to me are, are key components in being a creative person. And I can see where when people get blocked, they sort of, uh, run aground of their wonder and they stop wondering about things they need. I mean, and, and a lot of people will say, I'm stuck at this part in a thing that I'm creating. Obviously, it's not finished, but I need to move forward and I can't do anything else unless I move forward from this point. And they that's what makes them stuck. They don't know how to wonder about something else Um at that moment, they're really, I mean, it's really their wonder and their curiosity that have been kind of uh, dried up for a while. And maybe it takes a while to come back. Maybe they have to do something else. We were just talking about, hey, this task gets difficult. Ben and I draw. We, we do something else to kind of stimulate the creative juices and then come back to our other thing. 
You've got uh, to let your mind wander. You've got to let your mind wander, and for sure. And I think part of it too, I think, is just I don't have a lot of faith in how people communicate, and that's why I was like, well, they're really not selling the danger of this. <laughs> you know, and, like, and I saw something that a couple of days later. I saw a sign on a door that said, um, "No public restroom for now." That could be the entrance to another secret world. I don't know what the, I mean, that ellipsis had a lot of weight to it. You know, it invites, <laughs> there was a lot of unanswered it's questions. Inviting. It there. invites you to, you know, fill in the For blank now, of, oh my God. Is there going to be a probationary period? What are we talking here? Like what, Coming you know, obviously this isn't permanent. This is, uh, yeah. So I, I, watching how people communicate is funny to me, but that was, yeah, the, you got to let your mind wonder. You got to ask why and you got to take your head out of the cell phone every once in a while and just, yeah, look around. I really feel like, um, and I know Clayton and I have talked about this a lot. There is inspiration in literally everything, like any, any and everything. If you have your head on straight, if you have the right glasses on to look at, hey, whatever this is. And a lot of it takes exercises. This is an exercise. I mean, this is something that Hmm. you could do in a class and say, hey, guys, we just want to get you understanding how it feels to take a thread of something and grow it into something bigger. If you've never done that before, I know you hear it from people all the time. How do you come up with your, you know, we talked about this. How do you come up with your ideas? I, I believe that some people are born just doing it. And there are other people who you can, you can demonstrate it to them and say, here's, here's how you do it. But you have to be aware that, I mean, if you, if you've, never looked for blue cars and somebody tells you look for blue cars suddenly there are blue cars everywhere it's the same thing with this you open that center of your brain and suddenly ideas are a popping um so you can you can be instructed to turn it on but that's what it takes is spending time with your imagination which we are discouraged to do as adults as we grow up it's you know get your head out of the clouds don't daydream you know go get a job I think all three of us are examples of people who did not, <laughs> did not abandon their, we didn't, didn't yeah, we, yeah, we said, okay, whatever, we can work the day job up here. But we'll I wonder going. why they're telling me that. Why would they tell <laughs> right. me that? That sounds probably bad. Probably some sinister motive behind <laughs> it. to live in that world? Sounds like probably some worse. part of some big scheme to keep us down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It seemed like a trap. Yes. That's why I, so. I, no, I think, uh, I mean, this started with what's in that pond and I think, uh, here we are an hour later. So I think it definitely, yeah, it was a great, a great example of it. And I'll tell you, it's a lot more fun to do with, uh, with, with friends than it is to sit around and do by yourself. It's a lot of fun to, to yeah. bash around ideas. Yeah. It's like a game. It's like a game. Because I would not have come to something's good in, something good is in there. <laughs> I don't think I would have gotten there. And I definitely would not have thought like, hey, maybe they have human legs and human teeth. So that's, you know. No, I'll be having nightmares about okay. that. Yeah, it's not, then, it's not great, but I would have point this gotten out there too. on my own. This leads to each each one of us has a different sensibility of logic in general because we don't even have to write stories to have three completely different takes on what would be there. One of us would run toward it like an idiot and try to jump in. One of us would back away. One of us would sit and, and somebody has to be dragged it. in. Right. So, so by a mechanical tentacle. So this and this is the fun yeah. of variety and seeing how people can approach something. It's the fun of creating. It's really the fun of creating. The possibilities are endless. Well, it's true too. Like I think we've talked about this before already. In a sense, like your ideas are different than everyone else's ideas even if they are you know if you are inspired by something or if you know two people are not going to have the same exact ideas for a story right like even if you're inspired by the same things you see the same event like whatever your what you bring to the story is totally unique in a very specific way and makes it different and special and good yeah one of my favorite examples of that is uh, a husband and wife both researched the same event and one of them wrote Goodfellas and the other one wrote My Blue Heaven <laughs> based on the same, based on the on Henry Hill's story. I think she wrote Goodfellas and he wrote My Blue Heaven. If I remember I mean, correctly. Really, is that real? Those, I, those movies could not be more different. That is amazing. real. Yeah. That oh really, <laughs> that really illustrates Clayton and I were just talking the other day. You cannot have an incident, a crime, let's just say a crime, and have five eyewitnesses who saw the same crime. They all saw their own crime because they brought their own head to the crime. So when you try to get to the bottom of it, you look for a kernel where all of the circles overlap and you say, okay, <laughs> among all these five stories, we yeah, we've got this because everybody focused on something different. 
And when you ask them, what did you see? Somebody says he had a red hat and somebody else said he had a blue shirt and somebody else said he had glasses. They all didn't see the other things necessarily. And, and it's, it's, it's viewer bias, but it's not intentional. It's really, it's just a true thing that you, you bring what you bring to the game and that is valuable but it is so different from what everybody else brings to the game that it has to be allowed. Everybody has to has to be allowed to have that that uh, viewpoint because there's something critical in each of those. And um, among the three of us, we have like a crime in the middle of our story ideas that makes like a hell of a story that has little elements of each. And that's you know that's kind of where the the truth lies among all of it. Um, or my psychology comes back in is like, how do you pick this apart and say? How did I come up with ducks with human legs? Where did that even freaking come from? <laughs> it is upsetting that you did that. That's true. Yeah. So, it's me too. <laughs> ben, do uh, you have any final thoughts uh, after running this exercise with us? And and also, how long will it take you to write up the story that we just gave you? Please. <laughs> yeah. So we. Can I was going to say we have to we have to figure out who's going to who's going to put this all together now. And I'll just say yeah, I think we. It definitely showed what I wanted to show here was just that, uh, you know, background, how you view the world will, you know, you'll get a thousand different answers to the same question. And like you guys have been saying, everyone is completely valid. So, yeah, the question is, is this an idea, you know, not to answer now, but just going forward, is this an idea that won't, uh, one of us won't let go of and does turn into something more later? Like, obviously, we didn't outline the whole thing. We didn't. But there's probably enough of a nugget in there to sit and fester in someone's head and maybe one day it does turn into something so yeah. uh but yeah that was it i just uh, thought it'd be a an interesting exercise and fun. That was fun. really really up. enjoyed all your answers and uh, i'll be praying for you Luna, with, the, <laughs> with the legs and teeth um, you and a whole bunch of other people my friend <laughs> yeah, yeah well one more won't hurt <laughs> and hey we That's will some nightmare fuel right there <laughs> we can follow up yeah on another episode if one of us does say okay i couldn't stop thinking about it and i wrote down some things and we can take it to the next level it yeah. would be fun and interesting to see what it turns into if it does turn into something so that's fodder for future episodes maybe that would be very interesting yeah so well awesome guys i think that's probably that's tonight's episode so thank you so much for your answers that was a that was a lot of fun i really did enjoy that thank you that was good that was good thanks ben Thank you so much for listening to A Billion Bad Ideas. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, please consider supporting us. We don't we don't have ads. We don't want to do that. Uh, so we rely on your support uh, if it is meaningful to you. So if it is, you can go to abillionbadideas.substack.com and you can uh, subscribe for a monthly fee of $6 a month. You get access to, obviously, the podcast that you're listening to right now for free, which I know is not like a great deal. But you also get... Um, some extra episodes of the podcast that that free subscribers don't get. And uh, you also get access to our entire library of potential stories and, and, and muck-ups and things we've abandoned and things we're working on. All of that um, we put out with outlines and drafts and, and chapters and short stories. We put it all on our Substack so that you can you can read them uh, and you can read them all if you are a paid subscriber for just six dollars a month, which is at this point it's like half a cup of coffee. I don't know, inflation is just wild, but please consider it. And thank you so much in advance. Um, I hope you're enjoying the show. Thank you for listening. 